In today's episode, I'm chatting with Kristen from In Pocket Digital Marketing. Kristen is a content marketing strategist who helps entrepreneurs capitalize on their intuition to effortlessly attract leads on social media. This conversation is probably a little bit different to other content conversations I've had on here and perhaps what you have heard in the past about how to create your content online. I think you are going to really love this episode, especially if you find yourself struggling with content ideas, how to talk on social media and how to really connect with your audience. So let's dive into this episode right now. I'm super excited to introduce you to Kristen. Hey, hey, you are listening to the Freedom Boss Podcast. This is a new way of thinking and a new way of doing business. Gone are the days of hustling hard, trading time for money and overcomplicated strategies that see you confused, overwhelmed and asking for the nearest exit. I'm making it my mission to simplify business so you can work less and earn more and genuinely have a life full of freedom and abundance. In these weekly episodes, not only am I sharing my own journey and how I've built successful businesses, but I'm also interviewing other incredible entrepreneurs who are killing it in their business and in life. These episodes are a healthy combination of inspiration and practical strategies that will see you build a business and life that you truly love. Let's dive into today's episode right now. Well, hello, Kristen. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm super excited to have this conversation with you. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you for having me, Liz. I'm excited to be here. So before we dive into it, for those that don't know you, can you tell me a bit about you and your background and your business and whereabouts in this amazing world you're located? Well, I am in Holland, Michigan in the United States, and it's my passion to help entrepreneurs get anywhere from two to seven leads into their business a week off from intuitive social media strategies. So really making that social media content count for their business. Amazing. And who do you love to serve? Like who's your dream client? I, well, my background is in massage therapy before it was in marketing. It was in massage therapy and custom exercise. So I love people who have this side of like wellness to them or have a really unique strategy or solution in the world. There's just, there's so many entrepreneurs just entering this online space and they have some really creative problem solving solutions that we've never even thought of before. So those are the people who I like to serve. They have a real deep passion um, and a really unique way of looking at the world. I love that. That's so, you're right. There's so many creative people coming into this online space and yeah, I'm sure you also see people struggle with how to you know, navigate the online space. And I, and is this something that you really enjoy helping clients with? I do, especially with the content side of things. Like I love handing off a strategy to someone that we've co-created together and say, here's your content for the next four weeks. And I'm saying, oh man, I got a podcast episode out of that. Or, you know, I turned this into video. I turned this into carousel posts. And my audience is connecting with it now. And I really think online, just the online space can sound like such a scary word, so vast. Uh, But really what it is, it's a gateway to connection that we've never been able to have before. And so I find that really reassuring. Oh, that is good to know because it's absolutely, it can be a total minefield for so many of us, especially if you've had an 
I find if you have an offline business, um, getting online and getting visible can be so challenging, especially when you're starting out because, you know, there's so many different ways to navigate. There's all these experts that seem to fall into your Instagram feed as soon as you start posting anything that, you know, you can be so overwhelmed with do Instagram, like do reels, do lives, do ads, don't do ads, do this, do that. So it's really, it can be very daunting. So anybody like you that can help us navigate this space is incredibly valuable. And I'm so grateful. So let's talk about, you talk about intuition and how to really lean that into that with when you're creating copy and content. Can you speak a bit to that for me? So one of the things that I found, especially talking with entrepreneurs these days, is when they go to focus on social media, they're focusing on, okay, I got a template. I got to follow the template. And in that, they sometimes lose the best part of themselves. And they kind of like blend in with everybody else with these templates because they don't know how to really draw the best of themselves and use the templates to their advantage. It just kind of seems like, okay, here's my prescription. Let me go and fill it. Yes, that's such a good analogy. Is it okay if I jump back to this? Because you had mentioned going from the, going from like a brick and mortar business to the online space. And that's your journey, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I always talk about my story, how I went from um, being a photographer, a boutique portrait photographer. I literally had, I think, 400 followers on Instagram and I think maybe 1500 on Facebook. So I did not do any social media, really. Like I literally would take photos of clients. I'd post a sneak preview and that was the extent. It would be, um, uh, here is this, the Smith family enjoying the beach. And that was it. That was the extent of the content. And people just knew me by word of mouth or because we're in a small town, I was a specialist newborn photographer. I was the only one with a natural light studio. So I always had that. Um, I never needed that online presence really. And, um, so when I joined, when I started my e-commerce business and I started to come online and I had to start selling around Australia, my product, it was like learning all this marketing and it was just so overwhelming. So I know how clients feel from going from not really having to market to then wanting that online, especially if you want to create an online business where you, you're not necessarily selling your services anymore. Like, so when I went into coaching and I went on to online courses and stuff, that's when I really found myself buying templates and buying email funnel templates and yeah, really losing my own voice. Whereas when I was in the bricks and mortar and I was doing my photography studio, I could bump into someone in a coffee shop. They'd say, what do you do? And next thing they're booking me in for their family photo shoot. But when you come online, you do get so lost. You're like looking at all these experts and these like, do it this way and do it that way. And, you know, do this, do that, buy my template, buy my course, buy my buy, buy, buy. And you do absolutely lose that intuition. Well, I know I did. And I, I, I've spoken to a number of people that have done that as well. So I love that that's what you talk about. And that's what you teach people to do is to come back into their intuition. Well, I think it's also like, kind of like we were talking about before this podcast episode, which actually could have been a podcast episode. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Um, 
but just this aspect of like when we start out in something new, we just want someone to give us the answers. We just want the right answers right away. And we want to implement that. But what we don't realize is that we're the ones who have the right answer for us and that the leader or the business coach that we choose to hire is the person that will help draw that out of us. So I feel like it takes a lot of the pressure off, like being a coach too, is like, hey, we're supposed to guide our people towards the best version of them, towards their fullest expression in whatever we teach them to do. It's not about, hey, here's your right answer. I guess provide clarity, but also provide the questions to be like, okay, can you dig a little deeper? What does this look like for you? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's so important because we just can lose that so quickly. Yeah, because especially with online, you can just see, like you had mentioned, especially being a photographer, you were just like in your world serving your people. You weren't like scrolling on the internet. Oh, here's another photographer. Here's what they're doing. Oh, here's what they're doing. Oh my goodness, am I doing that? Or just this imposter syndrome tends to take over and be like, well, if they're using trending music to get in front of people, well, I should use it. Even though it feels awkward, I should use it. And it's like, well, why do you feel awkward? Yeah. Where does that awkward come from? Does it come from the fact that you're not aligned with doing something that way? Or does it come from a place that there's actually, that there's fear and that fear needs to be faced in order to reach the next level? Yes, that is so important to even recognize that in ourselves and that the strategy that other people are sharing, if it's not right for you, is it because of fear or is it because it's just not aligned with what you're doing? And that's absolutely true. And I I think what can happen too is that big step. Like I know when I first started my photography career, so um, I'm showing my age here. So when I first started photographing in my first part of my life, I was, you know, film and um, I was in the dark room and I was working for a photography company that we did every, we processed from the film, you know, and then I had eight years gap. So I gave up my photography and then I moved into um, corporate, like most people do, like want to climb the corporate ladder, um, get a mortgage, get a, get the safe life. And, it, mm-hmm. and when I stepped back out of that world back into photography it had all changed it was all digital so it it kind of feels a little bit like how i've gone out of that world and then back into social media as well but um sharing my experience is that when i came into the digital world and i started to learn the digital again i was like teach me everything yoda you know like teach me how to do it and then once i had that confidence back in myself i didn't need those I didn't need those people again, you know, like I noticed I've been looking at this pattern of what I've been doing over the years, each time I build a new business and, and it's, and I see that recurring pattern that we look for the answer and we look for that solution externally. And then when I, when I actually realized the height of my photography career, the most abundant I was with clients coming to me and being attracted to me and, you know, not effortlessly, I wouldn't even call it marketing, just effortlessly clients coming in was when I just did what I wanted to do. I was like, I, I basically shut out all the exterior and 
I had the tools, I knew how to take a photo. And then I was like, okay, that's it. I'm just gonna go run my run in my lane and do my thing. And that's when it all got good was because I stopped looking externally. And then I realized even with my e-commerce store, that same pattern. So I didn't know how to run an e-commerce store. So I jumped online and then I was bombarded with all this, do it this way, do it that way. Like I, mm-hmm. I remember one of the first coaches I had, she was like, you need to do a blog every single week. And I was like, I have been taking photos for 15 years. I don't want to write. Like that's not how I roll. So it was so out of alignment with what I wanted to do. And then I, again, I stopped listening to externally and all of a sudden my business just took off because I was like, you know what, I've got all these tools, which tool do I want to use? Okay. Well, I know that's going to work. That's going to work. That's not, let's go down this path. So this is why I'm so excited to talk to you because I can see the pattern as well. And it's what you're saying. Once we lean into who we are, what's going to work for us and block out the external noise. I think that's when a lot of people can see that momentum and see that next level. And recognizing that pattern is really so powerful because it's very empowering. It's not like, oh man, you know, I got to hire the next person to teach me like the next step. It's like, yeah, there's value in mentors, but it gives you the power to select who's going to have access to that inside of you to help make those shifts who's going to have access to the fears to be able to knock on the door where those fears live and to draw you out of those places and one of the things that i really love about your story too and i feel like is really undervalued in today's world is the referral marketing piece like that that's an excellent client experience that's something that carries over not just in person but to be able to carry that over online into the group coaching that you offer is really incredible, really speaks to, to you as a person and what you're able to deliver for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's something that I've really lent into as well, especially my messaging now is because I even find that, um, you know, and I think I completely blame Instagram for this, for having that 10,000 follower thing, you know, like if you get to 10,000, you're successful. Like Instagram has really laid laid that benchmark, haven't they? So, and that's a really good way to look at it and think you don't have to have, like stop chasing the followers you have, uh, stop chasing new followers and serve the people that are already in in your world and they will be your best marketing. And being able to then, you know, just give that amazing client experience. And as I said, I never had many followers on social media. I didn't, I didn't even consider it, to be honest. It just wasn't on my radar. It was just, I didn't even think about it really. And that's, that's incredible that that's what you do with your clients is that you help them draw out their intuition, like what's going to work, what's not going to work, but what's right for them and And that's super powerful, I think. And I love that you mentioned the 10,000 follower thing, (laughs) because there's this total misconception out there that if I have more followers, then I'm going to make more money. Mm. And that's not necessarily the case. You can have someone who comes across you, not even follow you and buy from you. Precisely. Totally possible. And who's to say that all of your following is real? that they're real like you and me, that they're not some bots. So that's where it really gets in with like the numbers, especially when I started out as a social media manager, I was like, oh my 
goodness, this is terrible. I'm failing. I'll never be able to reach these benchmarks. But when I, I started asking my clients, Hey, what are the metrics that you care about? How do they relate to your business? Let's go after those. And I started looking at connection. It completely changed. It completely changed my experience as a social media manager. I wasn't like staying up late at night, freaking out because Instagram changed something. And now all the views were low. It's like, oh, okay. Views are low, but I'm still being able to make the connections that I want to make. It doesn't matter so much the numbers that social media pushes at you saying, hey, this is important. We're the ones that get to define what in, what's important, not the platform. Yeah, hundred percent. And I love that even in your the way that you introduced yourself, you were saying you know two to seven leads, like manageable leads that are coming in that you can really have a connection with. Like we we all know we can connect with a couple of people a week. Whereas imagine like you know hack the algorithm and um, have 5,000 new followers next week. What would that do for you? If 5,000 people rocked up to your house tomorrow, you wouldn't be able to talk to all of them. So that even just being realistic about what you want as a business, like what, what does that look like and how you can, um, you know, what would it feel like to have those genuine connections rather than the numbers on the screen? I absolutely think that's so crucial. And even when people have something go viral, let's say it's a trending sound and someone hops on a trending sound and they get all these followers. The question is, what type of followers are they? Exactly. Are they your ideal client who's actually going to buy from you? Or are they just, oh, hey, I saw this. This was cool. I liked it. Did it speak to them in the most intimate place in their heart and touch their wallet? Yes, (laughs) touch their wallet, definitely. Like, did it really move them to connection or was it just like, oh, hey, this is cool. Let's, let's see if there's any more cool stuff happening. Yes. Yes. That's so true. Like I even know, you know, I click on something, I like it. I'll have a little look around and then I'm like, yeah, there's no way I'm buying that. It's not for me, but that was a cool reel or whatever it is. So let's give some practical, I would love some practical tips and some advice from you for somebody that is really struggling in this section. Cause I'm all about this podcast being like, let's walk away from this episode with something a person can do right now. So if I came to you and I said, I feel like my content is not connecting with people. What would you say to me? Well, typically what the marketing world will tell you is focus on that person's pain points, but I'm going to step away and I'm going to tell you something different. Oh, I love that. You're going to tell me something different. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. (laughs) Because here's where it goes. Um, I'd say work from your container of opportunities. And this is something, well, you've seen me work through this, Liz, um, in some of the coaching stuff that, that we've both been through, but I've been doing deep work on my boundaries. And I just remember thinking like boundaries as, I, it just had so many different stigmas in me, like throughout the years. I used to think about it as like, oh, you're building a personal bomb, bomb shelter from the world. <laughs> and it's like, no, boundaries are a container of opportunity. So when I think about it, I think about it like kind of being in my bedroom and there's that, there's that room. I'm just in that room and I don't have to think about the whole world and everything that exists in the world. I think about, okay, here I am. What do I love to do? What really makes me excited 
to do. And that's the container of opportunities where you really lean in, where you face the, the scary dragons, where you face the fears and you open up the opportunities that are really specific to you. So I say, no matter what you're doing in your content, pain points on your clients will help. Understanding that part will help. But before you go into that step, you really want to focus on your container of opportunities. What are you called to do? What do you love doing? And what does that tangibly look like for you to feel fulfilled and to best serve others? Oh, that is such a different look. I love that so different because as you say, most people will say, drive the pain point, you know, hit them where it hurts, basically like that hip wallet. But I love that you're saying, what do you want to do? And serving from that place is so, you know, it's so different. And and to give another personal example of what, what was with me. So I live in a very tropical town and it's a wedding destination town. So I remember arriving here and I, when I was in my town before this, um, I really started to specialize in newborn photography. I was a newborn mum at the time. I, you know, and I just loved newborns. I loved working with moms and I loved working with little babies. And I, I did physio training and all this sort of stuff so that I could really, you know, nurture these little babies. I just loved it, lit me up. So I came to this tropical town and I remember another photographer saying to me, oh, what do you do? And I said, I specialize in newborns. Now there's pretty much, I went from a town where there was 300,000 babies, I think it was ridiculous. It was like a population of 450,000 at the time. So there was a lot of babies being born, like over the thousands where I was from. So there was a lot of opportunity. But then when I came here to this tiny town, there's 200 babies born a year. That's it. And I would probably say 5% maybe would consider newborn photography. And maybe 1% was my client, ideal client. Like that's how narrow my, my field went. And I remember this other photographer saying to me, oh, you'll never make it. You, if you don't shoot weddings in this town, because this is where the money was, you won't be successful. And that's when I was like, challenge accepted. You know, <laughs> it was exactly <laughs> what you were saying because well, the more I went into what, no, I don't want to do it. Like, I, of course, I, I did weddings when I needed to or if it was somebody I knew. Often it was the person... I had done their newborn and then they were getting married. Like it was a reverse kind of person. They were the people that I shot their weddings because I just fell in love with them as people and I was happy to photograph them. But I was like, no, no, it's not going to light me up. It's not in my container or in my bedroom of opportunities. I love that example because, and that's, I think that's where success comes from. Exactly what you're saying. Instead of being like, I will do this because this person wants me and this person says, I need to do this. And that person is like, you know, yes, we can serve everybody, but if it's not lighting us up, of course, we're not going to be good at it. Right. Is that kind of what you were saying? Does that make sense? It's true. Cause it's, if it's done out of obligation, mm. then there's going to be this kind of like help holding back. And I've noticed that in myself. It's like, okay, it's not like I'm going to be enthusiastically embracing the discipline to be able to cultivate success, it's going to be like, oh, I have to. It's kind of like going to the gym for the I was going to say that exactly the same. <laughs> and it's like, well, what if you start out with the weights? Like that terrified me at first mm. being like, man, I'm not going to do weights. So I did Pilates, loved Pilates. 
And then I started getting more comfortable with my body. Pilates taught me what to feel, what to feel when I pick up the weight. And because I knew that, then I was able to pick up the weight and work out with more ease. And so it was more fun instead of terrifying. Oh my goodness, allies on me. There's this big mirror in front of me. <laughs> yes, yes. For sure. And um, another tip I wanted to share is especially regarding the pain points, because I know a lot of people say, hey, focus on the pain points with your marketing. And sometimes, and there's a lot of truth to that, but there's also a kind of an aspect where you can have like a bruise and take a baseball bat to it. <laughs> a little bit graphic. Yes. But sometimes we can focus so much on the pain point and we won't be able to cultivate connection. Connection is in the compassion and being able to make our audience feel seen and what they're going through, but also the hope of there's a solution to this and you're the biggest part of the solution ever. Regardless of whatever I'm selling, you're the biggest part of your own solution. And guiding you through that, like I always used to say this as an exercise specialist, your body has the power to heal itself. All we need to do is hint it in the right direction. And as a coach and as just an expert in your area, you know how to guide, how to hint along the way so that your people can get the results that they desire, that they can fully bloom into the business owner that they want to be. Mm. That's such a fantastic, I think that's just the perfect way to end this episode because it's, it's exactly what you say. We got to, we've got to trust ourselves a lot more and your role as a coach, my role as a coach is really to show people that they have what they need. They have all the tools, everything is, is available to them and to start to trust their own intuition and really serve from that from that space rather than the external what I should be doing yes so true because when you have should you have shame and mm -hmm. as I've been learning shame doesn't build connection shame creates this big disconnect so if you're creating your content out of a place of I should be doing this. I should be doing better on my marketing. I should be getting two to seven leads into my business with this. And I'm not, then you carry into that, that disconnect and your audience may not be able to verbalize what it is, but they can feel something that doesn't draw them in. They'll feel something that pushes them away instead. Amazing. I love that so much. Is there anything else that you would love to share with our listeners today? Oh, I think that is it. I have just enjoyed being here. <laughs> it's been so wonderful. And I, I love a fresh new look at this, um, especially when when we do feel overwhelmed by, you know, scrolling and seeing all these other shoulds. And I love that you say the should, you know, carries the shame and that's what we should be, should be not listening to. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here where can people find you and how can they connect with you well i'm on instagram as in pocket digital marketing and my website is actually in pocket virtual assistant.com uh, so feel free to check out any resources that i have there for you and i'm excited to connect pop into my dms and say hi let me know what your takeaway is and how you know liz
Amazing. I'd love that as well. So thank you so much for being here. And I cannot wait to just keep watching you and learning so much from you. Well, same here, Liz. Thanks again for having me. Thank you. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of the Freedom Boss Podcast. I hope you love this episode and got lots out of it. If you want to share this episode, please do over on Instagram and make sure you tag me at bossmotive underscore Liz dot Morris. And don't forget, I've got heaps of helpful resources available on my website over at bossmotive.com. I'd love to hear from you. So please don't be a stranger. Reach out. Let's connect. My favorite place to hang out is Instagram. So I will see you over there very soon. Have an amazing week and I'll be back in your ears again soon. Take care.